Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'll be running the ball ISO this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. Uh, make sure you guys check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member for free. Make sure you sub-zero that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the bell. Comment below. Give us a thumbs up. Also, make sure you subscribe to Take a Ride podcast. Uh, this episode is going to be relatively short. Uh, I definitely got to touch up on some of this recent news that came along uh, the way, and I'll touch up on a dynasty format on Donovan Mitchell and what his future holds. And um, with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. If you guys haven't checked out the new articles on our site, make sure that you do, Um, especially not just fantasy basketball, football, baseball, and we share the faith there. So make sure you check that out. But I had to give you guys that extra content of this additional episode for Tuesday well, real quick, because I'm recording while, you know, reports are coming out as far as games as well. Darren Fox had went to the locker room, but it does look like he's returned to the bench. If there's any other pieces of news that formulates as I'm recording, I'll definitely inform you guys to see what's going on. But the news of Steph Curry coming back this Sunday is beautiful. And uh, I'm sure that's music to a lot of, you know, people's ears that has held him this long in a redraft and points leagues and honestly I've seen him in a lot of shallow leagues or well I, not me personally but I've heard in a lot of shallow leagues that he was dropped which is kind of understandable because it's like he may not even return but it, it's one of those things that's hard to just drop a player of his caliber because you just don't know when he can come back and, and obviously with the hand issue but if he's somehow available, he shouldn't be. I mean, as soon as the, that news came out, I'm sure people was rushing or scouring the waiver wire in a shallow format to see if he was available. Obviously, in a dynasty format, he he's going to be held by a team. He's not going to be just hanging out in the dynasty format. You know, that's just being honest. But uh, who's this going to impact in Golden State, right? So th- I had several questions. I, I couldn't get all. I, I definitely couldn't get to all of them. Um, so I'm just going to answer them through the podcast the best of the way that I, po- I possibly we can. I know it was mentioned like, hey, is, uh, you know, Damian Lee or uh, is is, uh, Jordan Poole going to get hurt? Is this going to impact Marquise Chris? I was like, well, no. Well, yes. It's yes and no. And what I mean by that is Jordan Poole, I think he probably takes a dip in production or obviously, and he may be um, put on the bench, potentially, or it could be Damian Lee. Uh, but I, I will say Marquise Chris is, should be on the safe side. I know I got more questions on Marquise Chris, which was kind of weird as a big man, but I can understand that. No, if anything, it, it should probably help Marquise Chris because, you know, you have Steph Curry to pull up um, from 30, right, as Stephen A would say. But as far as like Andrew Wiggins, I mean, that could actually help him too, in, in a sense. Now, uh, the other players that in, you know, in in a deep dynasty format, it's going to hurt the most, you know, Kai Bowman and JTA um, off the bench. Right. So in a sense, you're excited to have him. Uh, Steph Curry come back. If you held him this long, you know, I know there's been a lot of injuries this year in the NBA and it's been rough. It's a a rough season in fantasy in particular, too. Uh, But I I will say this. Temper your expectations just a tad bit, though. You should be excited. But the reason why I say temper your expectations a little bit, because Steph Curry, he's going to probably be on a minutes restriction, even though, you know, with hands, I don't know why 
players should be on minutes restrictions, but you know, uh, who am I? Uh, to say, you know, how many minutes they should get. But you have to remember remember that Golden State, what are they playing for, right? Um, do they still have their tank tops on? They, they potentially could be. And, you know, you can still expect maybe some load management, right? But, I mean, I guess, could they let um, Steph play the rest of the season? I mean, that's definitely a possibility, but I'm not going to count my chickens to roost to, to believe that. But that's something that you could... Um, you know, keep that in mind. Here's something to segue into that, though. Also, if you play in a Yahoo format, um, if you played on the default settings, that is, I believe the trade deadline is tomorrow in a lot of Yahoo leagues. So listen, uh, for the redrafting points league, gentlemen, um, you could probably, I know this is going to be hard to say and a hard pill to swallow, but the playoffs are around the corner. And would you trade, let me say this, would you trade Steph Curry? Would you dangle that carrot to trade him away to get like a top 20 player back? And just and obviously with Steph Curry's a top five talent, right? Especially in Golden State situation. But the reason why I just kind of say that is because of Golden State. What are they playing for? So you can take that risk and believe he plays the rest of the season. I just don't know if I can really believe that. Uh, but if you have him or you know, you can try to take that risk and hopefully he plays for you in the fantasy playoffs. And if he does, congratulations. I just try to be a little bit cautious with the situation, but as an owner or GM that has him, you're feeling good. And now kind of transition into the dynasty format. Obviously we're still dynasty driven, but I know a lot of listeners, uh, we actually get both. So we appreciate you guys on that. In a dynasty format, I'm thinking you got, you got to you got to hold on to him. I mean, if you if you draft Steph Curry, then there's and it looks like Fox has returned Tuesday, so that's good. Um, but if you have Steph Curry, then you're going to uh, if you if you drafted him in a dynasty format, then you obviously you're you're built to win now. So um, trading him kind of wouldn't make sense. But uh, I will kind of give you guys a little bit of a breakdown towards you know to clutch shot and how to kind of rebuild in a sense. Um, since there are no new people I'm hearing now getting into the dynasty formats and, and kind of how to rebuild, but I'll get to that. You know, I'll try to remember that at the end of the podcast, but as far as going back to Steph Curry, you know, this is uh, a beautiful thing, right? If you need obviously three pointers, he's, he's two bars of elite of two bars. That doesn't even make sense. He's a tier of, of his own in three points. We, we know that, right? So He's going to be like he's a league winner or he's a weak winner for you as far as three points in, in nine cat category leagues for you that week. So expect for him to jack up a lot of them still. Uh, is he going to get more than 20 minutes the first game? Maybe. Um, but I'll say this, too. Now, typically, you know, you don't. How should I say this? When you pull a player off the IL or IR, whatever league you're in, you, you typically want to give him a game or two you know, when they first come off, I mean, honestly, with Steph Curry, I, I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'm going to pull him. I'm pulling him right out the IL and I'm starting him with confidence, right? So it just goes by who, and then some people are going to face that challenge though. Like, who am I going to drop? Like, I don't know if I want to drop that player. Yeah. Um, that's what you face, but, uh, Steph Curry's caliber, I'm not going to think really too much about it and I'm going to do the best I can to drop the player that I'm holding on my team. Um, 
because this if you're in a, if you're going into playoffs or you need wins, this is the time. You can't you can't dance anymore. You you got to play it for real. But again, this is one of those things that you got to play the risk game on. Unfortunately, right. So let's move forward. Um, but no, that's that's a beautiful sight to see. And just again, reminder: Yahoo, take advantage of doing trades um, right now uh, if you can. Because this is the time to get you that push, that anchor to the to the you know the fantasy championship, and hopefully maybe I'm going to uh, send the trade that got vetoed at, you know in my league. And honestly, I I did the the veto system for the for the for the fans, or I guess for the fans for for the people because it's just I, I and, and, and if again if you play in a league, okay, this is just a recommendation. I really advise that you don't do you don't have a veto system. Just play, just play the league. Not only just play the league, play it at your best. Just um as long as there's no colluding, but just play just play the league, have fun. Don't police uh someone else's team and, and tell them how to trade. Let them let them figure it out themselves, okay? But let's go ahead and get back to this. Ben Simmons is gonna be reevaluated in two weeks for that nerve impingement in the lower back. Ugh. There's a little bit of expectation he'll be ready to return to the lineup soon, but uh, doctors are hopeful treatment can you know drive this for improvement. But Sixers are preparing to play without him, and uh, I-, I will say this: I'm this is a concern. If you're a Ben Simmons owner, it's tough. Hopefully, better things are going to happen for him. Obviously, they're going to be pay. They're, you know, they're going to play with him with as far as kids' gloves because in the NBA, in the playoffs, it only makes sense. Now in fantasy, that's where it gets tough for you, right? As a GM, as an owner, what do you do? Well, what else can you do but wait? It's the wait game. That's all you can really do. You know that that is tough. Dynasty formats. I mean, easily you're you're not going to trade them. Doesn't make sense to redraft from points leagues. What do you do? I still think you have to just hold your breath, man. It's tough. I mean, what? again, just listen, everybody's going through it. Well, not everybody, but there's a good portion amount of people going through it in, in your league. Anyways, let's move forward. Um, as we talked about on the last episode, who is going to pick up the slack behind Ben Simmons in his absence? You know, uh, the, the Shake Shake Milton, I like to call him Milton Bradley, but you know, Shake Milton started in his stead, and then uh, Corkamans is another guy that's going to get value um, from the Sixers. Obviously, Josh Richardson is already a starter, but he's going to get a little bit more usage rate or ball responsibility. So, you know, that's where it stands, even just a tad bit of a smidgen. I know Ty, uh, Matisse Thibel has taken a, ma- a massive backseat after getting a little bit hot, and then now he's super cold again. But, you know, that's kind of the situation, unfortunately. And then, I, I uh, who was it? Alec Burks did not uh, shine last game, but you can expect his value to still come up a little bit too. Now, Brandon Clark is going to miss two weeks of this quad situation. These injuries is just it's 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 tiring. That's not even tiring. It's really make it. It's getting us all frustrated. I get it. So uh, the people that's going to get some value is just believe it. Believe it or not, Gorgie Porgy Jang, and he had a good game with a double double last game with four blocks. Um, Josh Jackson, he's back, right? He's going to potentially soak up some of those minutes too. Um, maybe you can even expect just a tad bit of Jordan Bell. So those minutes will be distributed uh, through the 
flew those guys in particular, but I think Gorgie Jang is going to be the massive winner uh, in his absence and, and as well as potentially the minutes, like I said, will be distributed kind of between Josh and, and Jordan Bell. But yeah, Jang, if he's available in your in your leagues, go pick him up. All right. And just a couple more things. And like I said, well, this was a very, very short episode. I just like I said, I just wanted to get you guys the content um, on this on this day because Steph Curry is uh, he's coming back and it's it's real. It looks like it. But anyways, Miles Turner, uh, my original guys, he had an excellent game. He didn't shoot well, but what you what you definitely love to see is the eight blocks that he had just outrageous. Um, he's, I know, I know listeners, I know he's a frustrating guy to own. I get it. His blocks has basically started to disappear a little bit. You know, his, I mean, he's regressed essentially, but I'll say this. Did I expect a regression from Miles Turner this year? I absolutely did for sure. Last year I was all about him and he, he started out slow, but he, he, he ended the uh, season out strong last year. This year, I, I I was tempering my expectation because it felt like it wasn't going to be the same as last year. And lo and behold, it's looking like that. But the eight blocks, you appreciate that this game. Uh, to 10 rebounds, six points, and two three-pointers. I just really hope that they... It, that he maybe works a little bit more of his on his offensive game because I think that, I mean the talent's there, but when you have Sabonis on there, him and Sabonis, it's, that's a tough situation for them to obviously play together on the court and, and what the future holds for them. Um, that is still rough. And let me see. I'm sorry that I had another report. Nope, that's it. So, um, yeah, but I just had to make sure to touch up on that game real quick. Maybe I should just touch up on another game here. But, well, no, I just wanted to get to the news. But I, I just seen that eight blocks from Austin. I had to get that to you guys. Luke, I am your father. Kennard is coming back soon. Oh, and I guess it wouldn't. It would only make sense before I even get to Donovan Mitchell that Christian Wood, bring out the firewood. He starts at the five. Let's see how actually how he did in this game in particular. But that is a good sight to see because what? They kept pulling him off the bench. I don't know why they don't like to start him. You know, they did lose against Denver, of course, by the way. Oh, yeah. Look what Christian Wood did in the starting minutes. Of course he did. 20 points, 10 rebounds, a steal in the block. Wasn't efficient, 7 for 16. But, hey, he took the most shots on the team. That's a beautiful sight to see. Hey, Denver, you're doing the right thing. Let him play. Stop beating around the bush. We're, we're tired of it. We're tired of your shenanigans. Um Man, let me. I'm sorry. Let me just touch up on some of these games. I I got to right the Chicago and o- Oklahoma City game. My, my team OKC won uh, a dirty one, one twenty four to one twenty two. Chris Paul, man, what a cut, a coupon cut. He had a good game. SGA, of course, had a good game with two blocks. Dennis Schroeder been under the radar, good sneaky good. Going on Chicago side, Zach Levine. When you see players like this put up like crazy stat lines, 41 points, and then just like lose the game. You do this in vain, right? It just sucks. But man, Kobe White, Kobe Jack and Cheese, man, 35 points, seven rebounds, three assists. Whew, 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 whew. Well, Chicago, that guard situation, I don't like it. But dynasty formats, um, I'm just going to hope that Kobe White is going to be the real deal, and I'll, I'll feel good about these stats. But remember, it's Thomas Sadoransky, and then Chris Dunn is out. So, I mean, this helps. 
And here's another report I meant to actually mention. Wendell Carter Jr., with this whole situation with Chicago, with this injury, with just him and Lori marketing, and it's just been tough for Chicago. But Wendell Carter Jr., isn't it kind of strange? We're about to see Steph Curry potentially come back before Wendell Carter Jr. That's just something I wanted to say. And that's a rough thing to really say, and it, and it hurts. But anyways, let's go ahead and get into the Dynasty Outlook on one of my original boys. This is this is really sad for me. This is hard for me to say this, okay? Donovan Mitchell is a guy that I remember I was talking about him when he first came out the rookie season. I really did think he's going to be well, and, and he came out obviously smashing his rookie season. He did great. This issue is I, I really thought he would become a player that gets better. I mean, he's played better this year versus last year, but I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I am still disappointed in the production he's doing. I expected more from him, and I'm I'm just tired of it. Now, I'm not saying I'm out on him, but I thought maybe he should be the top 25 player this year. He's not doing that this year. Um, and then it's like, what's the issue? What's the problem? Here, here, let me just go ahead and do it. So right now this year in a dynasty format, um, Donovan Mitchell in the ADP 9-cat category league, he's giving you that what? fourth round value. So he's like 45 ranked this year. And of course, he's not playing what I thought he could potentially do as a bounce back season from last year. He is playing a little bit better, but it's not good enough for me. His averages follows this 24 points, two and a half three pointers. Good. Four rebounds, 4.3 assists, 1.1 steals, 0.2 blocks, shooting 45%. Free throw percent is 86%. And this is where I get irritated. So this guy, I, I feel like he can get to the to this charity stripe more. He has the oppor- he has the ability to do it. What's holding him back? He's settling for jump shots, which is okay from time to time. But he can get to. He's the type of player that can get to the basket, and I think he can average at least six to seven free throws a game. He is that type of player. Once he's capable of doing that, I believe that maybe can also help his confidence up. And with that confidence, maybe that should help him to be able to get those little quick breathers here and there um, to play a little bit more defense. Because look, check this out. The last couple weeks, now, he's actually shot close to six free throw uh, free throw, free throw attempts a game. Um, but... What has dropped this, the, the main thing is you guys know that I put a massive premium on his steals. And he's always been noticed as a steals artist. But here, check this out. This year, again, as I mentioned, 1.1 steals this year. That is putrid. It's actually, I mean, it's good in fantasy. Do not get me wrong with that. I am not saying that. It's, 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 okay. it's actually the average. But that's the problem. It's average. That's not him. I need, and that's like I said, that's me nitpicking. One point. I need one point four, one point five blocks for him, because, or steals, because that is the type of player that he can do the prowess that he has on defense. But he is not doing that this year. He's actually regressed each year in that defensive category, and it's it's irritating. He could potentially be a point if he point six blocks and I know it's like what Starks is a guard like I get it he could do that 
But he's not. Even his block rate has went down this year at point two. And again, that's just like it's like he's not a big. I get it. Like I said, I, I get it. But I expect the whole box from him. I expect the stat filling machine from him. The assist, right? Okay, Mike Conley's there, but what is Conley? He's not even that good. Uh, well, Conley's good, but he's not doing anything this year, right? So you would think, okay, well, let him step up and get his assist up. Of course, his, uh, um, of course, Donovan Mitchell's assist rate is a tad bit up more this year. But no, man, he should be averaging a high... He should be averaging at least 5.6 or maybe 6 assists. I would like to see that this year. He's not made that increase. He hasn't made that massive jump yet. So the minutes, I mean, his minutes has climbed up a tad bit. His points did. He's he's moved up around. I mean, that like I said, that's actually not too bad. And honestly, I would take that in a lot of leagues from any player. But I'm putting this pressure on Donovan Mitchell because I expect him to be better than this. Ah. <sighs> My goodness. So <laughs> what does his future look like? Okay, let me put it to you like this. I, I'll say this. I've actually, in a dynasty format, I, and it's disrespectful, but I thought it was funny, and, and it's, it's, that's how the value is perceived of Donovan Mitchell right now. I was offered, I won't say the name. Well, yeah, yeah, I can. There has been a player that I was offered, and as you guys know, I'm, I'm big on graham crackers. Um. Graham Cracker. I forgot his real name. I always call him Graham Crackers. Goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh. What is his name from the Hornets? It's my guy. How can I? How do I, man, I got to look. That's, that's sad. How embarrassing. My, my apologies, guys. I'm, I'm going to, I got to look for this. You, you got to just bear with me. <laughs> How do I not know his name? He didn't even play tonight. Uh, Graham Crackers. Devontae Graham? Is that it? Oh. <sighs> Jeez, that's sad. Forgive me, guys. But anyways, let me get let me get back to this because I, I got I got to finish this. So I was offered, I think it was Devontae Graham and a, a pick or something like that. And this is like a top eight pick, whatever, in a dynasty format for Donovan Mitchell. Like that is what his value is right now. And I honestly, I laughed at that. But to be honest with you. He, Graham Crackers is pretty much not far away from Mitchell right now. And that is very sad. You cut coupons with um, Devontae Graham in any league that you drafted him in a dynasty format. Or you probably picked him up, obviously, in a in a redraft for points league off the waiver wire in a shallow league. You might not even drafted him in a dynasty format. It just goes by how deep your format is. But... I was just like, no, I, I can't do that. Of course I like Graham Crackers. Will I, do, I, do I think that Graham Crackers will never be better than Donovan Mitchell? No, I'm not saying that either, but come on, man. But this is the value that he's close to Donovan Mitchell right now. That is out, outrageous. But let me get back to this. Donovan Mitchell can be, can be a better player. I don't know what it is. Maybe I just expect too much out of him. Um, but this this year, it to me, a lot of people like his production this year. But for me, it's not enough. It's not good enough for me. So the next three to four years, what does Donovan Mitchell look like? 
Do I think maybe in the next three to four years, as I expected him maybe to be the potential top 25 player? I'm going to be honest with you. Next year, I don't... This is tough. I think he'll be... I think he's just probably going to improve maybe potentially another round next year. So maybe about eight to 10 picks. So maybe he could be perceived at the value of a 35 ranked player, you know, next year. And honestly, you're going to cut coupons with him in a redraft and points format. I really believe that dynasty format. Uh, you're probably obviously going to potentially cut coupons with him. Not as, as much, I don't believe, but you are going to potentially cut coupons in, in, in a startup dynasty format. But for the next three to four years, do I think he should be that top 25 player? Man, I, I'm going to say this. I think he's there's still potential to, to grow because I think he can get to uh, the charity stripe more. He's taken a dip in the free throw attempts this year at 4.6 versus the 5.1 last season. So that is a tough pill to swallow for sure. His field goal percentage also went up. I can also see that essentially go down next year. So that's why it's one of those hard things to predict what he could be. I just don't think... I'll say this. Do I? Okay. Let me, because I'm convincing myself now. I don't think he can do it. All right. I need, I got to, I got to take the shot. I, I can't keep bricking. I just got to take the shot and wherever it goes. So, okay. I think he does move up next year about eight to 10 picks next year. So 35, 36 range value is what he probably finishes at next year. ADP three to four years. Could he potentially be a top 25? Yes. I'm just going to go ahead and go all in and say he'll be a top 25 player. I thought maybe three to four years that, you know, I thought he was going to make a nice statement this year. And then I could have probably said next three to four years, he could have been a top 15 player. But nah, it's not even look like that. So three to four years, it's looking like a potential top 25 player. And honestly, that could that could change for my, my opinion next year. He might be lower, the, uh, not even as good as the top 25 player the next three to four years if he puts up another disappointing year in my eyesight. Because this year, it's 45 ADP. It's not bad. But I, again, I expected I expected better. All right. So actually, this episode was longer than I thought. I, probably because I went on this ISO Dynasty rant on Donovan Mitchell. You disappoint me in Utah. You disappoint me. Not only is Mike Conley not doing anything, but you're supposed to be the man to step up. But anyways, um, who is the, okay, yes, the trade deadline in Yahoo. Listen, get the trades going. I will, uh, I guess I should give you an idea of how to negotiate a trade. I, I haven't done license to deal quite some time. Um, communicate. Communication is key. I don't think a lot of people communicate as, as much as they should when it comes to negotiating trades. Don't just send a trade. And a lot of people do this. I don't know why the case is. Here's your cheat code. A lot of people just send a trade and expect him to accept or decline. Well, they expect the other GM on the other side to accept the trade. I don't know why that is. Suggestion, just communicate. You know, message him however you typically do it through Yahoo, through ESPN, Fantrax, or whatever site that you utilize. If you guys play, uh, if you guys are in a you know a league where you have like a group me or um, Slack or whatever messaging thing that you have, or if you guys are in group text messages, utilize that. Message the guy, talk to him, have have a good time. You know, just be be inviting. If you're not inviting and you just tell them and you're just making demands, then you're not going to do too well. 
obviously, don't matter how nice you are, you're going to be rejected on and offers and you know and, and such. But I think it's good to at least start with communication because if you don't have communication, unfortunately, just expect a good rejection or just let it sit there. But again, Yahoo formats, get the negotiating ball rolling. See if you can close a deal. If you guys close a deal, reach out to us and uh, we, we want to see what type of deal you close because we want to help you guys get that championship. So that's the clutch shot I will just go ahead and say too. Listeners, love you guys so much. Make sure you check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. I think the episode that LT's behind on <laughs> on the YouTube channel is just back up on the last episode for, I believe, what, not 197. So be on the lookout for that. Also, additionally, uh, episode 200, please be on the lookout for that. Hap- part one will be out and released Friday and then part two on Saturday. You guys got to check that out for episode 200 because there is a lot of fun activities as well as player comparisons that I think is going to be you know good. Obviously, you're going to get some uh, comedic relief uh, for you guys for the weekend as well as uh, massive uh, information that's going to be put to you, you guys' way and a little bit of a background check. So listeners, God bless you. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride. It's the thing.